O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is His also. It is His, and He made it, and His hands formed the his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship him.
Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. The Old Testament lesson for Reminisir is written in the 32nd chapter of Genesis, beginning at the 22nd verse. Jacob rose up that night, and took his two wives and his two servants and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the stream, and sent over that which he had. Jacob was left alone, and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he didn't prevail against Jacob, the man touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. The man said, Let me go, for the day breaks. Jacob said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. He said, Why is it that you ask what my name is? So he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed over Penuel, and he limped because of his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of the first epistle to the Thessalonians, beginning at the first verse. Finally, then, brothers, we beg and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, that you abound more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in sanctification and honor, not in the passion of lust, even as the Gentiles who don't know God that no one should take advantage of and wrong a brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as also we forewarned you and testified. For God called us not for uncleanness, but for sanctification. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my pain, 
and forgive all my sins.
I'll give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the fifteenth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus went out from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a Canaanite woman came out from those borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered, I wasn't sent to anyone but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, It is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you even as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for he is gracious and merciful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's said that we live in a cancel culture, where if a person sins against the cultural, cultural religion of the day, they'll be canceled. Maybe an actor from a TV show, an athlete from a team, or a person fired from his job. And to make matters worse, after that, everyone in the culture then religiously goes to cancel any association with that sinner perhaps with a public statement to shame the sinner, to cut off all ties with them, even business ties, even canceling bank accounts. Whenever we hear about cancel culture, we often think more about social media, canceling celebrities or athletes, maybe comedians, people with a lot of wealth. And usually we hear it's because of sexual harassment or overt racism, in, in which case we think it's deserved and we don't think much about it. Because if it's millionaires canceled for being perverts, let them get what they deserve. And if it stopped there, perhaps it would be fine. But it doesn't stop there. We've also seen cancellation come for those who believe basic Christian teachings. If you confess that the natural order of marriage is between one man, one man and one woman, that God created you as a man or woman from conception and that it can't be changed. It'll go after anyone who's not also anti-racist, which on its face sounds fine until you research it and realize it's culturally Marxist and the language diversity, inclusion, equity are all stuffed full, not with what you'd find in the dictionary centuries ago, but with neo-Marxist meaning, propaganda, and its own racist sentiments. 
But then it starts to hit closer to home. Cancellation starts to hit closer to home. Coming into the home through media, movies, television, the computer, t- children's shows, even decades-old children's books are now being, ended, or now being edited to remove gendered language. Or maybe where you work requires you to take a diversity, inclusion, equity training. Or they may force you to use a trans person's pronouns against your Christian beliefs. And if you refuse the trainings, refuse the pronouns, or even speak out publicly against it outside of work, you're most likely to be fired. So it's not just millionaires. It's not just the occasional Colorado baker or the occasional Washington florist being canceled. Cancel culture will come for any common man for sinning against it and bring him to ruin. It'll bring him to nothing. It sees him as nothing. Even if such a person that sins against the culture repents, the the culture's religion doesn't have and doesn't want any forgiveness. It'll simply remind those who try to repent that he is nothing. He is the scum of the earth. That's how cancel culture sees you, especially the faithful Christian, as nothing and never anything more. But then we get to today's gospel. How does God see us? And the answer in the gospel is that he sees us as he saw the Canaanite woman. And how he sees her is revealed in how he treats her. So coming to Tyre and Sidon, our Lord immediately met, is met by this woman who begs him, saying, My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Now, how exactly her daughter is being oppressed and suffering, the passage really doesn't say. But if you look throughout the Gospels, it won't take long for you to see how people suffered from this demon possession. The demons would use people as the devil's mouthpiece. They'd hijack the person's consciousness, their personality, and they'd speak the words of Satan himself through them. Where the person may be possessed with either one or a legion of demons. Where the possession tortures and attacks not only the soul of the person, but also the body of the person. Where it takes even young boys and throws them into fire and water to hurt and kill them. Or it makes men live among the tombs of the dead. For others, it gave them incredible strength, not to help people, but to terrorize them. The demons oppress and attack people inwardly and outwardly, not just spiritually, but also bodily, because they're connected. They attack the whole person. And that is what this woman's daughter is suffering, inwardly and outwardly. This is why she runs, this woman runs to our Lord crying for help. This is what her daughter is suffering. So how does our Lord see this woman that comes to him? How does he treat her? And how does our Lord look at her? It says, his first response, he did not answer her a word. He answered her nothing because he sees her as nothing. And in that silence, the woman, she patiently waits for an answer, but she continues to cry and pray nonstop. And so after a time of this, where she's following them and crying and praying, eventually the disciples have had enough, and they tell our Lord, send her away, for she is crying out after us. They were embarrassed. They're embarrassed to be followed by this woman that's wailing and shrieking. And at the same time, she offers them nothing. Nothing for them or nothing for their journey. 
So they turn to our Lord and say, in effect, would you cancel her already? We don't want anything to do with her. Cancel her. Shame her. Send her away. And the disciples, whether they know it or not, here they do what the culture does today. They shame her for being nothing. They treat her as the scum of the earth. They remind her she's nothing. She can hear it, they say. They remind her that she's nothing, and they want to send her back to nothing. And that is when our Lord finally speaks. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's agreeing with the disciples. He says, in effect, we're Israelites, she's a Canaanite, you boys are right, she's nothing. He doesn't send her away, but he agrees she is nothing and that she offers nothing. And the woman, she herself hears this, but she doesn't leave. And notice she doesn't show pride or an attitude. There is no I am a woman, hear me roar kind of lecture. Instead, she gets on her knees before our Lord, crying out all the more for help. And to this our Lord answers, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. As if to say, woman, you are a dog, you are nothing, you don't deserve the meal that is even on the table. Kind of sounds like how our world speaks, doesn't it? Our Lord sounds like the world when he speaks to this woman saying, you are a dog, you are nothing. That's how our Lord sees her. And that's how he sees us. In fact, we prayed that in the collect today. Notice the first line of the collect. Right there in your bulletin. We prayed, O God, who sees that of ourselves we have no strength, inwardly or outwardly. And if you look at the collect in the Latin, where it was originally written, it, it's really translated, O God, who has seen that we have been destitute of all power and virtue, that we have no power, no virtue. That is, O God, who sees that we in and of ourselves are nothing. And when you see that, then you realize that what we're praying is the exact same thing that the woman prays here. She responds to our Lord by saying, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs, let's stop there for a moment. Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs. And with those few short words, it's as if she said, Yes, Lord, I am nothing. Yes, Lord, I have no power, nor, no virtue, no merit or, of any righteousness of my own. I am nothing. I come with nothing but my wretched sin and the oppression of demons. That's her confession. And what she confesses here is what we confessed in the prayer in the collect. Oh God, we come to you as nothing, with nothing to offer you but our sin and helplessness against evil. To which our Lord says to her and to us, yes indeed, I see this is true. Our Lord sounds like the world. But try to confess this to the world. Try to confess your sin to the culture and what will happen. Again, they'll cancel you even further. They'll call you nothing. They'll shame you more. They'll treat you like nothing. It'll be like the disciples in this story wanting to shame you and send you back to the nothing that you came from with nothing. However, did you notice earlier, our Lord never sent the woman away. 
He never told her to get lost. He remained there with her. As she begged, as she prayed, as she confessed that she was nothing, he stood there with her. And again, go back to her confession, her confession of sins. And notice that she didn't just confess. She prayed for more than that. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. That is, yes, Lord, I am a dog. I am nothing. That is why I'm begging to you, son of David, of you who are the Christ. That's why I'm begging you for everything for grace, for mercy, for forgiveness of my sinful flesh, for refuge from this hateful world, for freedom from the devil and his oppression. That's what she's praying for. And our culture would respond to this cry for mercy only with more shame that you're a misogynist, you have toxic masculinity, you're homophobic, transphobic, you're a bigot, and so on. The world would remind you that you're nothing and hope that you continue to suffer and die. In fact, there are some who have been so shamed that they committed suicide over this cancellation. And over suicide, there should be mourning, but actually the culture celebrates when sinners against it commit suicide. They cheer and they celebrate it with the hopes that the person is actually burning in hell. That's the culture. But notice again, just as our Lord never sent this woman away, he likewise doesn't shame her or want her to die. Instead, he answers her pleas for mercy. O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. That is to say, O woman, I see you have confessed rightly and that you have nothing to offer. I see that you cling only to me. I see that you fear, love, and trust me above all things. Yes, I will give you everything. And with my crucifixion and death, I have died for your sins. With my blood, I make you clean. I am your refuge from the world. I have defeated the devil by making him flee in the wilderness and by crushing his head on the cross. And now you and your daughter are free. And he tells her, all this is yours just as you desire. In me you will find everything, and all will be given to you. Now notice what we prayed in the collect. O God, who sees that, we, that of ourselves we have no strength, keep us outwardly and inwardly, that we may be defended from all adversities which happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. We're praying for exactly what the Canaanite woman prayed. We've prayed to our Lord that we are nothing, that he sees us as nothing. And we beg and expect from our Lord all that is good because he's merciful. And to our prayer, we know how our Lord responds. Great is your faith, be it done for you as you desire. That is, our Lord, in response, brings you to the font, and there he brings you into the water and cleanses you from all guilt and sin. That as you enter the water, you enter into his side from where the water and blood flowed. Where in his body, he becomes our mighty fortress against the assaults and cancellations of the world. Where in the waters, the old man, the sinner, and all the demons that were in us go to die as they're crushed in that watery abyss. 
where in the waters our Lord pulls you out as a new man in him. A new man freed from the possession of demons, made alive by the possession of the Holy Spirit now in you. The Spirit who takes you, who once dwelled in the tombs of the dead, and in Christ gives you life in the church of the living. The Spirit who takes you out of oppression, of being thrown into fire and water and cancellation of demons. And it is the Spirit who makes us new living creatures in a spiritual rebirth. The Spirit who takes our tongues, which were once the devil's mouthpieces, and now makes them the mouthpieces of God, which confess his name, which sing his praises, which proclaims his gospel. Our Lord takes us to the waters. In response to our prayer, our Lord takes us to the waters to heal and defend us inwardly and outwardly, spiritually and bodily. And in the waters we wait to be healed instantly in the day of the resurrection. Our Lord answers our prayer by bringing us to the font, by uniting us to his flesh and blood, by bringing us into the reality of his death and resurrection. He has taken us who were nothing, and he's made us sons of God, who with him will rule everything will rule everything in his forgiveness, in his refuge, in his freedom from the devil. And as we, the church, with this woman, beg for crumbs, look what he gives us. He gives us his word to learn by heart. His word to learn by heart, that we may use it when the devil attacks. He gives us the church, his body, to be our refuge, where we love and help each other in him so that we may survive every demonic attack and cancellation. He gives us crumbs from the heavenly wedding banquet, crumbs and sips of his body and blood to strengthen us as we walk the way of the cross with him, to strengthen us as we wait for his return. His answer to you today is, O Christian, great is your faith, be it done for you as you desire. Here today our Lord gives us the crumbs from the heavenly table. Let us reject the ways and cancellations of the world. Instead, may we together, who journey on this way of the cross, come eat and drink these crumbs as one in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Jesus went thence and departed into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, 
For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And Jesus went thence and departed into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send them help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they watch for the morning. I say more than they watch for the morning. 
Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help, and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. O God, who sees that of ourselves we have no strength, keep us both outwardly and inwardly, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in thy strength and abundance in thy towers. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all harm and danger, and we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Music